Hello, welcome to Reiki Adventures. On this episode, I'm talking to Debbie Ondrova from Embodyworks. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good, thank you for coming along on today's podcast. Um, it's lovely to talk to you. Um, I wanted to ask you how you find being somebody who works in massage um, while we're in lockdown because like so many complementary therapies that are having to adapt and change is there some way that you've adapted to be able to do things online with clients or have you just had to stop completely well uh yes and yes would be the shortest of answers <laughs> so yes i had to stop and uh completely um, I haven't uh, worked uh, with uh, using direct contact. Um, um, we are still not allowed to work. That was the lot, uh, latest uh, news heartbreak that we are still not allowed to do. And there has been lots of discussion why other industries and why not. Uh, but without going into the gory details of it, yeah. So it, I, I definitely have been affected. I am affected and I will be affected because they are trying to change how long we can treat someone for. And uh, so the landscape of uh, my practice, as I knew it for 16 years, is going to be definitely very different from oh, when I trained and first set up, uh, first in Australia, now in the UK. So, yeah. And uh, second part of my answer, second yes, is yes, I had to adapt. So um, luckily, my movement... Uh, movement has always been part of my session so that's why I call it massage and changes them from massage to body work to differentiate uh, that's body work is advanced massage techniques basically when we work with body holistically and it's not just about giving someone nice relaxation even though it's still relaxing so I have been offering a support to my clients um, via zoom calls and uh, oh, because the the basic principle is even when i work with people in person uh if you don't know what you're doing uh, uh how you're causing yourself a problem then you know uh, i'll do things to you and then you woke up and do the same things over so with a movement repatterning and postural re-education um you become empowered you we, we work as a partners uh, and we discover what are your patterns and then you know what are you doing and what what's not the best to do and uh, how to correct that and then you can uh, course correct in your daily life and that's been uh, quite um, surprisingly easy to transfer over to zoom screen after a few weeks um, so and, and there is the part of as well uh, you know the the corrective uh, part of it would be the what we call stretching or self-massage so what's one of the what are some of the reasons why people tend to come along for a massage what's what's the the main sort of reasons I remember I, I used to go for acupuncture because I had headaches so what what would bring somebody to you for a massage so a lot that I've worked um what people people that are drawn to my type of work uh usually they are uh, it's rarely just for relaxation um even though there, it's a massive component because, you know, relaxed body is a responsive body. Um, they usually have a chronic issue or a, acute or long-term injury. Even though one of my teachers says, I don't care, care how long you had it, it's still acute. Um, and it's uh, as well, it's the performance. 
So there can be, I work with people who are uh, who want to do their sports or who want to play with their grandchildren, and it's the knee that is stopping them. Uh, you know, so that and and uh, just the everyday stresses. So there is a, a big part of what I work is, is I take issues out of tissues. So often our emotional, mental state and the trauma uh, affects how we are in our body. And that needs to be released. So that's why. So if, if you have a pain that can't be resolved in a simplistic, like give it a rub and it goes away if it keeps coming back, even though you're doing everything that, that that's quite obvious that there's next layer we need to address. So what if somebody thought that a massage therapist was the same type of work as a physiotherapist? What's basically keep keeping it simple? What's the difference? Right. That's um, it's a, you, it's kind of a tricky question because I can't quite speak for physio uh, because I am not one. But what um, but what I do, I do like my sessions are ninety minutes long. What you get on usual NHS is twenty. Uh, oftentimes I touch. Um, oftentimes people, what they say when they work with the physio, especially for NHS system, they just get ex exercises and off you go. So um, there is the length and the, the, the type of a, a connection and the, the way we work. And I'm not interested uh, only in oftentimes uh, because in the context of 20 minutes, it's literally impossible to address all of the body. Um, they work uh, specifically on the side of pain. I work from perspective that there is the site of pain is usually the last stop and I look at the actual cause. So for example, if someone comes from a shoulder injury and it doesn't apply just to physios, there are the massage therapists, you know, people come for like, oh, it's my left shoulder. So they get a left shoulder massage and uh, I will look at the, where does it come from and it may be uh, that it's imbalance in the pelvis. But, so when somebody, when somebody comes along to see you for an appointment, life before lockdown mm -hmm. talk us through how that works if they arrive at at the premises and you've invited them in what's the first thing that you do with that client right so with um first of all um i take a detailed history so we start looking at the patterns you carry and seemingly, uh, and that's, that, that's, that's um, I expect that people won't tell me everything. And then I go through the history and ask follow up questions and they go, oh, how did you know? Oh, I forgot we had that. So we get to kind of uh, drop into the, our body and just appreciate what, all the things we, we carry, we, we are not aware on our day-to-day -day, uh, because I fully understand that no one wants rattle of the sprains and strains and you know when you're driving a car you shouldn't please focus on driving so first of all that that and that's the major part so we we start communicating and uh, uh, about where they're at so I get to suss out how the client perceived their body and uh, how they are in the body how was their connection and um and the start so from that you know i can adjust how i talk to them and how i explain my work what is the previous experience with the other therapies because oftentimes i see people that have seen everyone else 
and uh, then we'll start moving. So I do postural as well as movement assessments while so watch people walk. And um, that can be a bit disconcerting that you have this woman looking at you and looking down to feet and all, all the level because I want to see how you move in the natural and we are made to walk. And, and you really are looking at the feet in terms of the positioning on the floor and the arch of the foot and the movement of the toes yeah. and the ankle, the whole the whole thing that's going on with, with our feet, which, which so many of us just take for granted. Yeah, exactly. So there is this, you know, you move how you move and... Uh, and that's that's your normal so whereas i'm looking where are the disturbances in the pattern and uh so and bring awareness to them so then i'll uh, oftentimes demonstrate okay when i see you i'll ask people how they how they feel when they walk and and they and they first go like what did she mean i was like okay where's the freedom where's ease and uh and once people get it and oftentimes they're almost scared it's like oh uh, this is going to sound weird. And I'll be like, yeah, great. Give me the weird. And it's like, well, it feels like my lower part of body is disconnected from upper part. Oh, it's like fantastic information. Because now that you clocked in how it feels and then we get on to work, then we recheck after the session. So after the movement, you know, they earn the rights uh, to, and sometimes I work on people straight away when they're upright and move because no one li lies down throughout life, you know. So then they get, uh, we get a hands-on work on the table, and then after we've done the, or after I've done working physically, and often time there is assisted movement and all sorts of techniques I use. And then we walk again and see what what's different, what changed, you know, if anything, and you know, if, is 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 there, you know, connection between the lower part and upper part of the body? Is there more freedom? Is there more ease? Uh, what not or less who knows and so what is people's perception of of massage and I, I say that because I noticed in recent weeks there's been um some petition going around um on social media talking about the way people refer to massages and not to use it as the phrase massage parlor yes tell me tell me a little bit about somebody who works as a massage therapist what are people's perceptions of that kind of job right so that's thank you for this question and it's important to stay because in my industry um we are highly trained uh people we spend tens of thousands on our training at uh, to the high level and it's very different uh from just uh, someone uh, just giving giving people a rub, and what they when they refer to us as a massage parlor, there always been that uh, indication that we we what we provide is related more to sex trade than to actually qualified therapy, and uh, that's um, and and to this day. Um, I'm not getting as many messages, but I took massage out of my business name um, because I would get messages about uh, from usually men. And I would be define everything. And it was obvious that what they are is after happy ending. So if you refer, if, if our government refers to us as massage parlors, they're reinforcing the perception that what we do is not therapeutic, is less valid, it's something, you know, related to, to the sex industry. Yeah. It's, it's no different to at the side of the, the football pitch when a footballer is injured and somebody deals with their injury and gives them some support there and then. It's mm -hmm. your, your type of work is, is more aligned to what somebody might see there than somebody's perception of mm. out, maybe outdated thoughts about a massage parlour. Mm -hmm. 
and so it, I think it is time that that does change and, and people see the way massage therapists work, such as the work that you do yourself, taking issues out of tissues. I, mm. I think it's definitely a, a time for, for change. So it's, it's good to see that that petition is, is going around at the moment. Yep. And it's already been successful. There's been already amendment. Um, uh, amendments have been made. In, uh, so, uh, and that's that's just the beginning. Uh, this industry, I think, needs to, uh, and all of the therapies. The, the vision would be that we all get equal recognition. Is like uh, someone put it. A friend of mine put it really well. That I would. Uh, the, the vision is to have the uh, what they call alternative or holistic therapies, whatever label you want to put on it, alongside the the Western allopathic medicine as part of a one one a big like a yin and yang, part of the same whole. Yeah, and I yeah. think it would be be lovely to walk down a high street in the future and see people saying that they're going along for. A massage therapy session just as ordinary conversation as they would that they're meeting a friend to get a coffee or go for a mm. beer. It, yeah. it shouldn't be oh I'm coming to see you because I've really hurt my knee playing rugby and you're my last resort yeah. it should be something that people do as a, as a little bit like a, a, a MOT bodywork service for yourself sort of thing exactly exactly or the other side of that coin is yes that people hold out um because you know the, the they took all the painkillers they uh, oftentimes they have digestive issues from all the pain medication because they just mask the the pain and not resolving the issue and the other side of that coin is that so uh, several of my clients um, would say, and that's the, and that that's reflects as well the level of awareness because even though when they receive treatments, it feels like I can't quite explain what what I'm doing. And I was like, well, if you can't explain, it, what do you want me to do? And they perceived that they're spoiling themselves and that to come for regular treatments is something frivolous. It's a luxury. It's not necessary. Whereas you got your body for the rest of your life. So if you look after it now, you're investing in the future how you are in your body decades down the track absolutely definitely and i think a, a lot of us we all put up with aches and pains and as as people get older or they play a lot of sports and they you know our, our body things happen that take their toll on our body and we often shrug things off and go oh yeah it's me age and it's this and it's all me hips and this and this but sometimes those things can happen because something did happen to us maybe it's from a car accident or yeah. horse riding injury from from years ago and and we think that we're okay and we're up and about again but our, our body can sort of still carry that trauma within it is that, is that right have I understood that right or have I just made that up nope you exactly describe how I see that's why I say taking issues out of tissues because if you weren't able for whatever reason uh able to deal with it or complete that uh, process it required to recover from something it stays somewhere there and it's not going anywhere it will just become but what happens is as we we develop this um uh disassociation is a one of the, uh, one of the coping mechanism and you know no one wants to feel pain so let's let me just illustrate imagine you had a had a injury or ankle or fractured it right and uh then you know it's in a cast you can't quite walk. So all of a sudden you're compensating. When you start, you're on the crutches, you put the weight on an undangerous side. So we're already favoring one side that has to work harder 
because we are designed to work in balance so that one side i call it like a cinderella side you know has to work hard and gets gets kind of neglected because we focus on protecting that side and what you see what i see in my practice that we we can even if people forget their history it can come from childhood they still 30 20 30 years later they still favor the side the, the uninjured side originally, and then they develop ovaries injury. That's the thing. So we forgot that we've been injured, but we'll never course correct. And that body work, uh, regular, just bring you back into awareness and alignment so we can course correct. Oh, I've been favoring. This is the, after months of, of being in a cast, you know, you already have a habit and, uh, and we just never stop. It's not like, oh, it's healed. Now I walk normally. You, you, you normally you don't, you don't do that. Because then you, you buy in a month's time, you're already used to your new normal. And it means like putting a stress on the other side. And then the, the, the trickle effect is all through the body. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. I, I think you've just explained that really well, actually. Um, one of the, the things that I often hear from people as well is um, if somebody's got a condition, you know, for example, um, arthritis or something, it's something that affects their mobility and they, they have to learn to live with it. Yeah. Does, does massage help or complement that, that type of condition in any way? Right. So when we work, like you're asking for uh, it, it's, it's um, whenever someone has a condition, it has, to, you know, like we work within the limits of indication and contraindication and, um, so if the but normally let's say you have arthritis you will have um i can't remove the inflammation out of your body and i fully recommend acupuncture for it and checking in a diet as well because we have uh even stress causes more inflammation in the body so even with that that the, in a, on a very simple level being touched working uh, uh receiving what is called an informed trained touch levels your stress level so that uh, that 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 will be affecting your inflammation um that when you're in pain again you will compensate you will try to avoid you will limit your range of motion but it's always always more than more than is necessary so you kind of sacrifice a movement you can do just because you're protecting defending against possible pain and so we work with that. We'll bring back mobility. We, we explore, we soften the tissue that go into protective spasms and all sorts. So even though you may have a lifelong condition, the quality of life in that body, we can definitely help that. So I, for example, work with uh, someone who has MS, you know, and that's, that's it. You know, I can't heal MS. Um, but the quality of life which she gets from a treat from the treatment one through another that folks makes a difference and uh, that's uh, that's um, all there is to it really it's just uh, raising the quality of life and how we are in the body and how much fun it is to be in that body and when somebody comes to see you obviously you do a consultation with them and you you work with them based on you know what you've learned about them and you look at their their feet and their posture etc um it, it would somebody benefit from just a one-off visit to you or do you tend to um see that they benefit from a series of visits depending on their reason for coming in through the door in the first place that's that's a very good question, Jenny. Thank you for asking for it. So there is this mindset that uh, fixing mindset that people expect. You know, we call them one session wonders, and I say it with the utmost compassion because that's how our uh, you know people 
we need to educate our clients. And I, I'm very passionate about that because uh, uh, that's how we thought to think about it. Oh, I'll just have it fixed. Well, guess what? You're not a car. And even a car mechanic one day uh, uh, corrected me. And it's like, even with a car, once you start changing one part, you know, like you end up changing quite a lot. I was like, well, you know, if that's with a car, then that's just a machine. You know, what do you think about human body? Um, and uh, so, uh, yes, one session can make a difference. But it's like, you know, to me, uh, so when, when I work with a particular issue, I usually um, work... Um, uh, say, well, after initial session, we need to know if we work, work together. So by all means, I do one-offs. But then there is, if you want to work with that, it will take some time and commitment. If it's a, if it's a state that it's um, uh, something more acute or some issue that needs to have been very long and we need to work on it, to make a difference, you need to have a few sessions uh, spaced quite close together. And what I mean is between week and two, uh, no longer than 14 days, because otherwise we just keep losing the momentum. And after that, I space out the session. So I don't want to create dependency. Don't get me wrong. I just don't expect uh, um, to take your money. You have to come weekly, you know, um, for the rest of your life. If you want to, why not? But most people don't want that. And um, and uh, there is this, uh, as, as you get better and you get to know your body better, you treat it differently. So we then then we find more ease and you find a pattern. So ideally, then you end up on the maintenance routine. And I say like once a month is a basic maintenance because once a, a month is long enough time for life happen to us, even just to check in like, oh, what's going on? And some people choose to do it every three weeks. I see people every two weeks. Um, I see people sometimes when they come and do the weekly and then they space it out and they go, oh, I think I need more weekly, depending on their condition. And it's very individual, but it's like... Um, Wayne Dyer said it about meditation. Uh, I think it's it's like, you know, I meditated once, it didn't work. I was like, well, it's like brushing your teeth once, you know, or having one shower in your life, you know. It's like you're living in this body, you know, like you will wash your teeth, you will have a shower, you should meditate, and uh, same go for body work. And, uh, luckily, I don't think I wouldn't uh, recommend daily, uh, apart from specific conditions, that you get the daily treatments because body needs to integrate the changes we start. Okay. And I, I'm quite surprised when I when I talk to people, actually, the number of people who if I make conversation and I say, oh, you know, we might mention a spa day or something like that. And I'll mention um, having a hot stones massage or something like that. And they say, oh, I, I've never been for a massage. What, what's that? Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. it's quite an eye opener, the number of people who've just never been. And I think going back to what we were saying before with regards to the um, petition for change. Mm. Some people do have that sort of out old packaged view about massage parlor and happy ending, as you said. And so they're either just not going to go there because they think that that's not what they're looking for, or well, maybe exactly. they and and they just don't sort of want to dip their toe into trying something new. Um, so I, I think it is important that that people do have the conversation about that massage parlor reference because it, it means that people need to just bring their their thoughts up to date a little bit and i'm sorry i've got such a croaky voice today <laughs> oh it's all coming out uh well and then there is another difference so one is uh the the misperception or misconception that we are somehow related to a sex industry and another thing is there are different kind of what massage means and you know uh when people say, oh, uh, you know, and I've been in networking 
you know, and people, oh, you're a masseuse. And I was like, oh, already you made an assumption. And just they tell, me, tell me some of the different types of, of massage they, they might be and and why somebody might come and see see you for the type of work that you do. So uh, so they assume that it's uh, there is not much difference between uh, what they get in a spa or a beauty parlor you know when you when you get oh you know but i can get my back up for 35 for like a half an hour or something you know a deal or 20 neck and shoulders you know or the specific part you know it's just have my calf rubbed and that's not what us as body workers we do because we look at body holistically uh but they, they uh, it's the perception is like oh you just make a longer treatment to make more money it's like, no i actually need to work with all of you and you know it takes takes time and is actually to cover the you know um cover the mileage of the body uh so that there's also that that dif there are different style of and different levels of training and people achieve different things like by all means if you want to have a relaxation that that's great but you know to resolve uh, actual postural issues there's a whole different level and i think in uk um, is the perception that that's not a uh, provenance of a uh, massage therapist or body workers, you know, because we are kind of lumped into with masseuses and not disrespect to them. It's just they do something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and as a massage therapist, what sort of um, best practice organizations do you belong to? You know, for example, with the lockdown at the moment, you're guidance from those industries. So who sort of regulates the area of work that you work in? So there, there are a few bodies, and I'm, uh, uh, I don't think I, I want to name names because I think I'll be leaving my current body. It, it was very eye-opening. Um, there are some bodies that really came through, and they support even non-members, whereas my the body I was, uh, I am, I still am with, um, uh, till uh, until I change that. But while I'm not changing it before I come practice, uh, they were very slow. And uh, they really lock, uh, lock down the, the lines. And there are, we know that people can work from, you know, beyond the phones from home. And they were really slow to respond and less than supportive. So they changed. There are several options um, here in UK for us. And I'll be choosing between the other two that came much further ahead. Um, and there is really, there is such a... Uh, there, we, we still don't know basically where we're at is that the the, the government guidelines will dictate the future of my industry without the government particularly understanding the industry in itself and i know that those those uh, professional bodies are now lobbying for us let's see how successful it gets mm -hmm. i've been um Did in australia uh, if you let I was just going to say the Australia word and you beat me to it. Um, there I, go. I was going to ask you, did you do your training um, in Australia or, or back at home before before moving to the UK? No, oh, good question. I trained, uh, well, I, I massaged ever since I was a kid, but I did not train in Slovakia because... Uh, back to the sex industry, uh, prostitution was illegal. Lots of uh, massage... Uh, um, uh, places uh, were actually brothels. So in in my country, even more so, people think, "Oh, you must." It goes back to perception, uh, and, then. yeah, uh, no, and and kind of more justif uh, justifyingly so because. Um, uh, you know, massage when I when I was leaving for Australia was a two week re requalification course, which cost me more 
uh, cost more than my uh, professional salary when I was a foreign affairs journalist, you know, with, with a master's degree in that. So I kind of, um, I felt, and it just didn't feel right and never worked out. And in Australia, I trained with... Uh, uh, with, and that was that was like going with a child in a sweet shop because I didn't even know what I can study, and I ended up on a within within a half year I enrolled into a deep, uh, full time year long five hundred hours plus uh, diploma of remedial massage. Uh, met my future teacher mentor and um, haven't stopped studying since. And that's been sixteen years ago. Uh, so I trained there, and I also wanted to say that in Australia, um, uh, my um, uh, provider of my uh, uh, was ATMS and their incredibly strong um, uh, lobbying power and I don't see that in UK and that saddens me but hopefully do you think, now do you think that we, we've got a different the perception word again but do you think that we've got a different view of massages in the UK in comparison no. to Australia where where there, there is much more of an em embrace in of the mm -hmm. life maybe a little bit more from the the weather for starters but the, yeah. you know and i'm probably stereotyping and saying the wrong things here but we think of surfers and we think of much more sort of adventure and exploration and mm -hmm. and there the may be a little bit more bought into the the massage do you think or is that wrong well, it, it's the whole perception of the body. Cult, uh, I think it's the culture. You know, I talk about the body and uh, even my British friends kind of giggle. I was like, you know, when you talk about what you do, it kind of sounds dirty. And I was like, why? It's just body. It's just that you're not uh, used to it's And it's it's more uh, kind of acceptable and uh, to talk about it in, in, in Australia because, uh, you know, if you live in Sydney, Eastern suburbs, um, there is almost the, the other extreme that it's obsession with the body and super health and, uh, you know, the lifestyle, you know, we run on the beach at 5.30 a.m. to then be the traffic and, you know, lunchtime gym and uh, getting all sorts of treatments and everything has to be holistic and organic and you name it, which is, which is, all, which is awesome, but it can be, you know, uh, almost, almost like obsession. So I like the healthy, uh, you know, the healthy balance between you know just just everyday normal human and then you know looking after health as well but i don't I, i'm not I, i'm not too, too dogmatic i have lots of compassion and i'm only human too so i seen as well but yeah i can see cultural difference and i see cultural difference between my country as well which is luckily waking up to different uh, practices but as i mentioned you know like there will still be a segment of population who probably will think that i'm providing something very different yeah, and, and wherever we are, pe people still have accidents or falls mm. or aches and pains and issues with their tissues, as I, I'm learning. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's a shame, really, that, that people can't get on board and, and realise that, that massage is a, a great thing that you can do for, for prevention of things and for, yeah. for just a self-care, well-being, feeling good, type of looking after yourself generally it shouldn't be oh I'll wait till I'm injured and I've got pain and then I'll go and explore these things it it should be something that we do as, as ordinarily as as getting a coffee yeah and that's that's a, that that the really good points you're making Jenny and there are two things uh one uh, we as a human nature we don't think uh, you really need to train yourself to think preventatively Normally, 
we put out fires and that's how we just operate as a humanity you know we deal with crisis when it happens we don't like to prepare for it and uh, second i think is the whole education one of my clients who's highly intelligent high performing in corporate and he said like oh, i wasn't preparing your philosophical approach to working with the body but now i understand but no one taught me to think about the body like 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 that like un until i spoke with you and he came for um, uh, uh, several, I think you've seen him for 10 sessions. Um, and he, he, he really went through a transformation of actually how he approached his body. And he was ex rugby player as well. So, you know, he said, you know, he had this approach that pain is weakness coming out or something, you know, or something horrid like that. So, yeah. So is this, and I think that comes to education because, uh, you know, when I ask people, how does it feel in the body? And they just like, they try to tell me their diagnosis. I know like, that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking, how does it feel to you? You know, when you move, is there, you know, where's the, or what sort of pain? And you go like, we, people almost live in binary, it either hurts or it doesn't. And, and um, then I'll give them options. Okay. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it stabbing? Is it dull? Is it buzzing? Is it vibrating? Is it uh, traveling? Is it shooting? Is it spreading? And they go, oh, I didn't know that there can be so many sensations. Like, yes, yet they are. And much more. Uh, we just, we're just not educated. And I think we really should start in the kindergartens. You yeah, know, it's about listening to your body, isn't it? It's like if, yeah. if you have... A, you know, many people are having bad sleeping patterns and things in lockdown. And if if you don't sleep right and you don't drink enough water through the day, just those two things alone are going to impact on how you go through your day. And so if you're not looking after your body properly and you get aches and pains and things and lumps and bumps and you don't get them checked out and you don't follow up on things, then then further down the line it might be six months 12 months five years down the line that that will probably come out in some way so i i think it's the the preventative side of compliment hmm. therapies that is is a really good it's that word compliment to whatever somebody yeah. might be doing i'd never say oh just go for a massage you'd be great if somebody needs to get something checked out at the doctors absolutely go to the doctors of course but things like what you offer are such a good complement to how we we can all look after our own bodies better because we only get one it's got to carry us through everything so exactly. it's important that we we invest in it and we look after it because when we look after ourselves we can look after other people better as well exactly how much fun you know how present are you um you know when you when you're in pain uh, how nice you are to other people, you know, how do you deal with life? How excited are you about running your own business? See, that's, that's, that's just, and, and on the other hand, you know, you had, you, you found a relief and you smile at the stranger. And I, that's how I imagine, you know, like the, the, uh, you know, even though we can't use word healing, I'm using it symbolically healing one, uh, healing the planet one person at a time, because I see that people find relief and find a better way of being, within themselves and more comfortable in their life they are just nicer and they spread it around and hopefully they're educated by uh if not directly at least by example and uh, and just make other uh, lives of other people better you know definitely and, everything everything is connected as they say isn't yeah. it yeah yeah 
I've really enjoyed talking to you today on Reiki Adventures. Um, if somebody was interested and wanted to know more about how you can take issues out of tissues and, and help people with Embody Works, where, where can they find you? Right. Uh, I think the easiest way to find me is on, uh, face, uh, on Facebook. Um, so I'll just let me just find it out because my dyslexia always kicks in. <laughs> so um, it's uh, when you go on facebook.com and forward slash embodyworks and how I spell this E for Echo, M for uh, Mike, uh, B for Bravo, o, o for Oscar, D for Delta, Y for Yankee, W for, uh, what is W, water? <laughs> I don't know. O for yeah, water. water, water is much better. Yeah, okay. O for Oscar, R for Romeo, X uh, for uh, what, xylophone? See, I don't know, I haven't used Embody this Works. So Embody Works with Debbie oh, and you've got a Facebook page. Yeah. And yeah, I've got a Facebook page. People can, people can find you on there. Um, but I really enjoy talking to you today and, and it's, it's a good reminder for how we should all pay more attention to what our bodies are often telling us, but we, we might choose to ignore. And I think we, we need to listen to them more, don't we? Thank you for this opportunity, Jenny. I really appreciate you um, uh, giving me uh, giving me this uh, space and uh, it was delightful to spend time with you. And uh, yeah, it's more Thank to you. come. All the best. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the third episode of Reiki Adventures. If this episode has made you think differently regarding the term massage parlor, then give this podcast a share to show your support. In some upcoming episodes on Reiki Adventures, we discuss yoga and Pilates and the difference, and I catch up with my old Reiki master teacher.